G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Plodding along through life, as we so often do, head down, immersed in the grind, even when there's a dull ache to our present reality. It's as though we're asleep to the amazing future that God has planned for us. And then, then God comes along, grabs us by the shoulders, gives us a shake and says, wake up. Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond and welcome again to the program today as we take a look at God's wake up call from a different perspective. I remember a time in my life where not only could I not begin to imagine a better future, but actually I didn't even dare to hope for a better future because I didn't want to set myself up for disappointment. Do you know what I mean? I've heard all that palaver that life is what you make it. You can do anything you want. You can be anyone you want to be. It's a load of rubbish. Sure, hard work pays dividends. Sure, we can achieve some amazing things. But even the strongest, most gifted and competent man or woman are going to run into situations that are way beyond them, situations that are overwhelming, and situations that cause them to lose hope and to lose sight of the future. Interestingly, it doesn't need to be something major, devastating, cataclysmic even. Sometimes we lose a sense of a better future simply because of the drudgery and the dull ache of our life circumstances that eat away at us day after day like Chinese water torture, and they just drain the life out of us, and in doing so, they extinguish the small flame of hope in our hearts. Ever been there? Well, as we've seen so far in this series, that's where the nation of Israel was when God sent Isaiah the prophet to call them out of slavery in Babylon to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour, to tell them it's about to happen after 70 years as slaves, God is going to set them free and send them back to the promised land. You know, There are a lot of difficult jobs on this earth and a lot of jobs I really wouldn't want to do. But the job that God gave to Isaiah would have to be, in my view, one of the toughest of all. Why? Because God sent Isaiah to proclaim the absolutely impossible to the Israelites. Can you imagine their response after 70 years, a lifetime for most of them and more, in slavery to the dominant world power of the day? Babylon, under oppression, in brutal servitude. And then some joker called Isaiah comes along and says, Hey! Listen to me. Listen to me, everybody. It's all going to be okay. God's going to save us. He told me. I know. I know it's true. They're thinking to themselves, who does this guy think he is? Can't can't he see nothing's changed? Can't he see we're in chains and we're being beaten and the Babylonians have a mighty army and our situation is completely hopeless? Isaiah, you're an idiot if you think that God's going to save us now. Hey, that's how I would have been thinking, because our present reality almost always trumps our hope, even our hope in God. Our present reality is so powerful, it's so real, it's so powerfully here and now, and so often God seems so silent in those difficult times. Have you noticed that? Now, I've come to understand and appreciate the reason for his silence. I know these days after having been around this mountain of suffering and uncertainty and hopelessness just a few too many times, way too many times, that God's silence is his call to us to exercise some faith, to grow that muscle of faith that's grown weak and flabby through underuse. 
And so often, after a prolonged silence, God will say something that grabs my attention. It's almost like he's shouting to rouse me, to wake me up, to shake me into my senses again. And that's exactly what he did with Israel through Isaiah. He keeps saying, in fact, three times in chapter 51 of the book of Isaiah, which we've been looking at in this series, he says, listen to me, listen to me, listen to me. Verses 1, 4 and 7 of chapter 51, listen to me. And when he gets their attention, the next thing he does is he shakes them and says, wake up, wake up to the future that I have planned for you. And I'm hoping and I'm praying that through today's message, he's doing some shaking and waking in your life and my life as well, just quietly. Let's hear what God has to say through his word in the book of Isaiah, chapter 51, verses 17 to 23. Rouse yourself, rouse yourself. Stand up, O Jerusalem, you who have drunk at the hand of the Lord the cup of his wrath, who have drunk the dregs of the bowl of staggering. There's no one to guide her among all the children she has born. There's no one to take her out by the hand among all the children she's brought up. These two things have befallen you. Who will grieve with you? Devastation and destruction, famine and sword. Who's going to comfort you? Your children have fainted. They lie at the head of every street like antelope in a net. They are full of the wrath of the Lord and the rebuke of your God. Therefore hear this. You who are wounded, who are drunk but not with wine, thus says your sovereign, the Lord your God, who pleads the cause of his people. See, I have taken from your hand the cup of staggering. You shall drink no more from the bowl of my wrath. And I will put it in the hand of your tormentors, who have said to you, bow down that we may walk on you. And you have made your back like the ground and like the street from them to walk on it. Rouse yourself, rouse yourself. Wake up, cries God to his people through Isaiah. And then notice what he says first as he's shaking them by the shoulders and waking them from their sleep of unbelief. He paints the picture of their suffering. He tells them exactly what they're going through. I know you've drunk from the cup of my wrath, that you're staggering under the load. I know that you feel abandoned and leaderless with no one to guide you. I know that devastation and destruction, famine and sword have hit you and there seems to be no one to comfort you. I know all that. I get it. I'm your God. I haven't missed it. It hasn't gone unnoticed. In fact, it was I who afflicted it upon you. God is setting the record straight, telling the history the way it really happened, letting his people know that he's noticed that he gets it, that he understands. And I hope and pray that as you're listening to his word today, that you're hearing him speak into your circumstances. He gets it. He's noticed. It hasn't escaped his attention. And now that you know that he knows and he understands, this is what he has to say to you. Listen now, now that you're awake, because this bit's important. Verse 21. Therefore hear this, you who are wounded, who are drunk but not with wine, Thus says the Sovereign, the Lord your God, who pleads the cause of his people. See, I have taken from your hand the cup of staggering. You shall drink no more from the bowl of my wrath. He gives them the facts of what he's doing. He's given them a vision for the future. He speaks hope into their hearts, and it's a strong word from the Lord. Therefore, hear this. Thus says the Sovereign Lord your God, I've taken the cup of suffering away from you, and you will drink from it no more. Powerful stuff. And, and I know that this word is a word in due season for some of you, perhaps for you today. God's speaking a certain hope into your heart. I don't, I don't know how he's going to take the cup away from you, 
Just as the Israelites had no idea that in background, in a place they couldn't see, God had already raised up King Cyrus of Persia to defeat the Babylonians, to knock them off their perch. And what's more, this pagan Cyrus, whom, by the way, God refers to as his anointed or Messiah, has a heart to restore the Israelites back to their land. How? Where? What? How did that happen? Is probably what the Israelites were thinking when it started to unfold. How? Certainly nothing they did, but God, God was at work bringing it to pass that which he'd promised here through his prophet Isaiah. And that's the thing. So often you and I have no idea of how God's going to deliver us, how God's going to knock over this obstacle, how God's going to set us free, how God's going to restore us and bless us. We don't know how, we don't know when, and sometimes, tragically, we can't even bring ourselves to believe that he's even on our case. Well, God's word to you and God's word to me today is that he is on our case, that he is in the business of setting us free. God's word to you and to me today is wake up, rouse yourself, wake up to the future that I have for you, the future that's coming over the next rise and around the next corner. Wake up. There is a light at the end of the tunnel. Wake up. I am your God and I am doing things for you that you can't begin to imagine. Are you awake? Are you listening? Do you hear your God speaking to you today? There is hope. There is future. There is a light at the end of the tunnel. That's the word of God for you today. Wake up. Before we go, I'd just like to remind you that if you have a prayer need, we would love to pray for you. Listen, the only sort of prayer that the Bible teaches about is the sort that has powerful results. Just let that sink in. The only sort of prayer the Bible teaches about is the sort that has powerful results. So if you'd like us to pray with you, in fact, if you'd like our whole prayer community to pray with you, stop by online at powerfulprayer.org to share your prayer request. It's completely confidential. Your name won't be displayed. And in fact, while you're there, perhaps you could pray for one or two others and leave them an encouraging word. The Bible says that the prayer of the righteous is powerful and effective. So let us pray for you and with you. And let's just see what God does, how he intervenes, how he chooses to bless you. That web address again is PowerfulPrayer.org. I'm Bernie Diamond. Catch you again same time Monday with a different perspective. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.